Today, your detectives of the Demented take a stroll down history lane to the happenings of one of the most notorious serial killers in history. His headcount, questionable, his identity unknown, but the savagery of his crimes undoubtable. Join us as the Something Perplexing podcast takes a look at Jack the Ripper. I'm Issa. I'm Patty. I'm Khaled. Hello, peoples. Hi. Patricia and Khaled, do you guys consider yourself um, ripologists? No. Did you guys know this was a tomb? No. This, was, uh, this is a tomb, gang. So no what is a ripologist? Like somebody that's obsessed with like the crime? Ripping? Ex- ex- <laughs> Ripping obsessed with Jack the Ripper. Obsessed with the um, figuring out who the killer was. Except uh, obsessed with the evidence, the research. Like we cover so much topics, and like looking into this one, it was so much information, man. Yeah. So much people coming from so much directions, and like I don't know where to start. I don't know. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what was the priority. I don't know why this was such a big deal. I thought this coming into it, Patty. I was telling you, I thought this guy killed three hundred people, dude. Is <laughs> five true. legit? Um, five, maybe more, but five. They think maybe more. I mean, yeah, they think five for sure because of a number of reasons: the similarity in the crimes, the time frame, and where they were. Like they were all in pretty close proximity to each other, so they think it was the same guy that committed these five crimes. But it could be up to, I think, up to eleven is what I read. Up to eleven or twelve, something like that. And I, mean, I want to. I want to say something to Repologists. This crime is never going to get solved. Find a new hobby. Go touch grass. Adopt a kitten. <laughs> adopt a puppy. Read a novel. Paint by numbers. Because... Organize your kitchen cabinets. Just do anything else. You know why, Pat? You know why? Because why? the records are a mess. The records are a mess. Thank you. Never Such a it. complete mess. One of the things I love um with any topic we do that have like this type of historical slant it. Um, even when we do like the witchcraft and stuff like that, is is super interesting to like try to put myself in the time frame of when this shit take place and the uh society where this take place. So, from good old Wikipedia, I want to give you guys an idea of where, when and where these things um, take place. And then, Patty, you could, like, shoot off on the, the murders, and then we'll discuss the um, suspects and our theories. I know who the murder is, so I guess the Something Wait. Perplexing podcast is going to solve things today. Oh, well, then I so, take back what I said. What? Oh, I also know who it is. Oh, well, good. we got to find out who it is 100 percent. so apparently in mid 19th century all these uh murders take place between 1882 1884 around there right um but from 1888 forgive me so 1888 that's when the first murder take place but from 1882 jewish refugees fleeing um 
um, from the Russian Empire and other areas of Eastern Europe immigrated into this area, England, called West Chapel. And the parish, sorry, Whitechapel, in the East End became increasingly overcrowded. Um, the East End of Whitechapel, it have like a very Miami vibe to it. So apparently Whitechapel have the East End and the West End. The only difference is that the East End was the more ghetto-farious area of Whitechapel, and the West End was apparently very high-end and very fancy, right? It's like downtown Miami, dude. You walk two seconds in downtown Miami, one place, you in the ghetto, other two seconds, you in, like, ritzy high-rises. Go ahead, buddy. So the which which end had the murders? East West End. West and the West no, sorry, the, the East End, the East End, the bad area, you know, it's like reverse because, you know, the East has always been a little bit nicer, but at least in Florida. Um, anyway, Parish of Whitechapel, East End became increasingly overcrowded with the population increasing to approximately 80,000 inhabitants by 1888. Work and housing conditions were horrible. A significant economic underclass developed. 55% of children born in the East End died before they were five years old. Robbery, violence, alcoholic dependency were commonplace, and the endemic poverty drove many women into prostitution. Um... In October 1888, London's Metropolitan Police Service estimated that there were 62 brothels and 1,200 women working as prostitutes in Whitechapel, with approximately 8,500 people residing in the 233 common lodging houses within Whitechapel every night. Yeah, there's a lot of people, dude. A lot of prostitutes and a lot of shagging. My, just a, a random thought now. If they're like, oh, there was such a crowded spot, right? 18 plus thousand people. Nobody saw nothing. People see things, man. In terms of like the murders, people see things. But, you know, they didn't have like the iPhone. But apparently the iPhone will make a difference with aliens. So I don't think it'd make a difference with Jackie Ripper. Economic problems in Whitechapel were accompanied by a steady rise in social tensions. Between 1886 and 1889, frequent demonstrations led police intervention and public unrest. Um, apparently, it had this thing called Bloody Sunday, which is a lot of attacks on local businesses. It had like a huge wave of anti-Semitism, um, a lot of ra racism. You know, social disturbance and severe deprivation influenced public perceptions that Whitechapel was a notorious den of immor immorality. Yeah. And the whole perception of this particular area, it was stamped on an international level in 1888 with the rise of one Jack the Ripper. Patricia. Where did this story start with Jack the Ripper? So the story started on August 31st, 1888 with Mary Ann Nichols. And 
all of these women were prostitutes, sex workers, women of the night, whatever you want to call them. And she is found in an area called Bucks Row, which is now called Durward Street in Whitechapel. And she is found lying on her back in a courtyard with her throat slashed and her abdomen partially ripped open. About a week later, September 8th, 1888, he kills Annie Chapman. And she is found on 29 Hanbury Street in Whitechapel. She is discovered in a backyard, lying on her back with her throat severed deeply and her abdomen extensively mutilated. Her organs were removed and some were found near the body. The end of that month, so 22 days later, on September 30th, 1888, Elizabeth Stride, and she is found in Dutfield's yard in Whitechapel. She's found lying on her back with her throat cut, but unlike the previous two victims, her body showed minimal abdominal mutilation some believe this may suggest that the killer was interrupted and couldn't finish what he was trying to do that same evening i didn't realize there were two on the same night september 30th 1888 mitre found on mitre square i don't know if that's how you say that in Whitechapel, discovered lying on her back with her throat slashed and her face disfigured beyond recognition due to mutilation her kidney and part of her uterus were missing. This murder occurred within an hour of strides, leading some to believe they were not committed by the same person. Yes. Dude, I see that picture. Yeah. Of that. It was, oh my gosh, just like nothing going on. They had that picture online and it was horrific, man. It's yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty vile. It's pretty terrible. You can find, and you can find like, uh, what they would think it looked like on Reddit, you can find a lot of different uh images that are. This looked like the actual picture that that I think what you're place. talking about is the actual picture, but on Reddit you can also find other pictures of other victims of how they think oh, damn. the oh, person yeah it would have looked, and I think you can find this one in cut like they colorized it. I don't know if the one you saw was black and white. Uh, no, the one I see was black and white. In was color, the bed that much better? yes. Yeah, you see that one? Well, that's not that's not Catherine though. So that's uh this next one, Mary Jane. Was the last one. The one you're talking about on the bed is Mary Jane Kelly, which I'm about no, to talk about. The one I'm talking about, the face was gone, dude. Yeah, but she's in the room. You're talking about the one on the bed. That's Mary Jane Kelly. I think so. Okay, she's wait, the one that's found in her room. Okay, so Mary Jane Kelly is found at 13 Miller's Court, Whitechapel. She is found in her room, brutally murdered and mutilated beyond recognition. Her body was severely dismembered with organs removed and scattered around the room. The murder was significantly more violent than the previous ones, lending to some, leading some to speculate the killer may have become increasingly bold or deranged. So those are the five women that are tied to jack the ripper um they think that you know the exact number of how many women he actually killed and i say he but we could talk about like different theories when we get there the amount of women that he killed is debated um and some do believe there's some historians that believe that he actually committed more crimes than those five that are attributed to him hmm let me looking at oh, these pictures now i'm like oh. i should add that all of them were murdered in early morning hours. So, like, I don't know the exact times, but, like, 2, 3, 4, 5. It wasn't, like, in the middle of the day or at 9 p.m. It was so. 
I don't know. Maybe that could lead us to speculate that they were out working. Because there were some speculations that they were not sex workers, right? Some of them, it was a misconception, maybe? I read different theories. I read that they were not all sex workers, that yes, that they were all very poor and impoverished, but that they were not all sex workers. But then I read other things that said that they were all sex workers. Yeah, the impression I get that like some of them didn't start off as because this is how deep it go for these ripologists, dude. Like they 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 bio all the victims' lives for everything that they could find on each one of these victims. And apparently, like some, you know, was very pretty popular prostitutes, and then others were like um apparently wives that the kids die during the socioeconomic thing of Whitechapel and then husband leave and they turn to prostitution. And it was like everybody had like their own story. It was like I get. Yeah. And they were what, called they were called the canonical, canonical five. Yeah. Yeah. They had one right before that though. And I shit. So unprepared, which is the staple of the something perplexing podcast, my contributions. <laughs> but like they had like somebody who was right before them. Um, I don't know if her, Mary Kelly was one of the or Mary Nichols. Mary Nichols was the first one. I'm trying to remember, but it had like somebody who had like similar. That's a weird thing, dude. Apparently it had like a shitload of murder taking place around this time. So oh. the first lady that got killed, they thought it could have been him, but it wasn't as surgical as like the others. Because to go into the details, that dude was like cutting out very particular pieces of uh, uh, internal organs and stuff, right? Like he was going strategic. Like he he had no what he was doing. No, that's incorrect. He did not know what you he don't was think doing. so. No, that is why. That's been That's the impression I get. Yeah, they thought that for a while that they were saying that it was probably somebody who had some kind of knowledge, either a doctor, a butcher, or something, because oh, he was doing this, but apparently it was a free for all. It wasn't like there was any technique. It was just kind of hatching at pieces and getting them out. That's what I read. Khalid, what about you? What about oh, you? Because uh, the, the impression right? I had get was it was very very strategic what he was taking out and stuff like that i mean definitely he was taking out particular pieces but what i'm saying is like he wasn't a scientist like there wasn't an artistry behind it it was like just insanity i think he may have known what he was looking for like they said he cut the throat maybe it was a surgical knife or something but he was going in taking out parts of the body kidneys uteruses mm-hmm. he, he was looking for so mm-hmm. I, I guess as he progressed with his killings he may have gotten better at it cutting and maybe they thought he had some some idea of the medical field but back at this time look at what's going on with the medical community they're killing people trying to get the bodies to get into school so they can cut them up and learn about medicine so a lot of this stealing bodies things like that were going on so who knows what the actual killer was doing there, you know, what, what was his purpose? Right. It's hard. It's hard to say. Right. But what yeah. I read is that initially they 
they were trying to say like, oh, this person definitely has experience working on bodies because of the way, but then that that was disproven and that the bodies, yes, he knew what he was looking for, but I know where your kidney is. And if I kill you, I know where to look for your kidney. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean that I'm a doctor. Um, and you don't know where the kidney is, Issa? No, <laughs> no, no. Like if you start asking where the kidney is. <laughs> Maybe it's because I've gotten a kidney infection and it's the worst pain in the world. Mm. I know where the kidney is, but yeah. Is it in my testicles? It's your lower lower back. It's it's in your lower back. So I know what it looks like too. You don't know what a kidney looks like? No, no, Patricia. Okay. We should get kidney stones. Don't get kidney stones. Don't get kidney stones because you're going to know where your kidneys are. But I also read that the reason that people were like, oh, he was probably a doctor is because they were just, they were, not that they were trying to, but I guess they were looking at the killer and the reason that they got away as somebody that was a higher individual in society. So like a doctor or somebody, not somebody from this part of town that was impoverished himself and, and i'm gonna tell you who killed her i mean i don't know who killed them i don't know the person but i know the person you know like i, I know do. him you you know i, I know, know the i know the character analysis <laughs> so, yeah but i read that that no that there was and honestly dude you saw that picture you think there was any sort of artistry that looked like a whack like he just I like know. chopped at know. her I know it was so so savage and so freaky. Like I like I yeah. I don't know. I just, I just say most of my research came from Reddit, so there's that. <laughs> I just saying, like from when we look at other serial killers, you know, I, uh, and we had explored other serial killers in the past. I just feel it had like more of an emphasis on this guy looking for certain strategic parts that he was pulling out because so this is um the other phase that i wanted to explore or show to you guys like this was around a time in 1888 when this first murder had happened it was one of those and like i trying to think about another time but i think this was the first time in the media Right, that it had like such a sensation in terms of the coverage of a serial killer, and that that phrase and that term serial killer had come into play. And London at that particular time was one of the most populous cities in the world, it was one of the most popular cities in the world, it was one of the biggest cities in the world. So, the media that was coming out today and the news that was coming out today. It was worldwide. It was going from one point of the globe to the next. So apparently this Jack the Ripper story, it was huge. And the newspapers had like a, a motive to keep these stories going. And then on, uh, and like, I don't think this was like some kind of weird conspiracies by the newspaper. Jack the Ripper apparently had sent letters to the news media, right? And I think that is the first time this kind of cat and mouse, uh, you know, thing was thrown out to the world because this dude is killing people. 
because really, you think about it, like it was prostitutes, dude. Like it was people, and it was I have nothing but respect for the dead, and you know. But it this is murders that could have been very quickly ignored, you know. Oh, yeah. But it, it, it was it was something that that the media had grasped onto, right? Yeah. I think one because of the proximity to the West Chapel, White, White Chapel area that was so you know rich and and prominent, and then it had like that element of uh, this guy sending in letters, dude. What was the first? You guys see the first letter? Apparently, at um, apparently it was ignored at first, but this is the letter, um. That we had it's called the Dear Boss Letter. You guys oh. hear this one? All right. No. Hear it. Let's see. Um this is from one of the Jack the Ripper websites. So you guys are gonna have this in the citations to check out. At first, the staff of the news agency weren't too concerned about the letter. And it would be two days before, on September 29th, they would decide to pass it on to the Metropolitan Police. The letter, written in a boastful tone, was addressed to the boss, Central News Office, London City. So my dude is writing directly to the um, newspapers. Uh, This is the letter. Dear boss, I keep on hearing the police have caught me but they won't fix me just yet. I've laughed when they look so clever and talk about being on the right track. The joke about Leather Apron, which, side note, Leather Apron was one of his notorious um, aliases for the first murder. The joke about Leather Apron gave me real fits. I'm down on whores and I shan't quit ripping them. Till I do get buckled. So I guess he won't stop killing the, the horse yeah. until he gets buckled. So Grand, he gets I guess. Buckled. That might be the term for it. Grand work, the last job was I gave the lady no time to squeal. Oh, how can they catch me now? I love my work and I want to start again. You will soon hear of me with my funny little games. I saved some of the proper red stuff in a ginger beer bottle over the last job to write with, but it went thick like glue, and I can't use it. Ooh, did he save the blood to try to write with the blood with the pen? And he can, oh, dude. Red ink is fit enough, I hope. Ha ha. That dude drop a LOL in the in- in the letter, he right, like literally put hi. He literally put ha ha, dude. The next job I do, I shall clip the ladies' ears off and send to the police officers just for jolly, wouldn't you? Keep this letter back till I do a bit more work, then give it out straight. My knife's so nice and sharp, I want to get to work right away if I get a chance. Good luck, yours truly. Jack the Ripper. Um, and then it had like a little PS apparently. He didn't put oh, PS, but God. he had something underneath <laughs> Jack the Ripper. Uh-huh. A postscript by Jack the Ripper. Don't mind me giving the trade name. Wasn't good enough to post this before. I got all the red ink off my hands. Curse. Curse it. No luck yet. 
They say I'm a doctor now. Ha ha. So he was laughing at the idea if it was a doctor. I don't know, dude. I don't know if this was really him, but shit. Yeah. Hmm. This is where the perception went. So this is uh, uh this this should take place 115 years ago. Now, this letter spawned Alan Moore. Well, not Alan Moore, but it, it was this lady apparently had read this book called uh, Jack the Rip. Some some book that this lady write in the 70s and it's spring into like um alan moore writing this graphic novel called from hell and then from hell turned into the movie so this uh, i thought this was impactful having this in the papers call it you also read the um the letter did you see the letter the one that says that says from hell that was given to the authorities with a partial kidney I had like some more letters, buddy. Read that one, dude, if you have it. Oh, this you have was it there? A, have it there? No, I like I I looking for all the letters to read them out. That was the from hell letter. What was the other letter you had? Well, well the, the from hell letter, that was um, a short letter written to the police. And they kind of believe that that may have been because they got thousands of letters that came. I find it at this time. But, but they said the, the one that's called from hell may be more likely from the killer because it came with a kidney but when they looked at the kidney it had some like disease on it so i i don't know what exactly the, the what caused it but read that letter that it's not in the best of english Let me no tell you. he he so he wasn't a great speller that's another reason that they think maybe he wasn't what people say like he was some smart but that at the time literacy was actually starting to pick up in this part of town is kind of oh. when it started to pick up yeah but go ahead it's so sorry i interrupted read it no 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 wait you you have to you want me to read it from a hell yeah. letter yeah. yeah okay but this is from the website it it, it feels so this is the letter you have the letter in front of you i, I got the letter right here i can read it i have it too, it's, yeah. it start with the stranger's appearance no it starts okay. with mr lusk okay no you read the letter, one of you guys, because I, I have an exit of the letter, okay. apparently. Okay, Mr. Lusk, Sor, S-O-R, not Sir, Sor. I send you half the kidney I took from one woman. I just found it. served it for you two pieces. I, I think he I meant fried. to say the other piece I fried. The other piece I fried and ate it was very nice. I may send you the bloody knife that took it out if you only wait a while longer. Signed, catch me when you can, Mr. Lusk. And you think this one, I see it, I find it, and it's like every other word spelt wrong. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where I've... I was going to say, this is, because they got a lot of letters, but this is one that they actually think was probably from him. There's a lot of letters that they were getting and they didn't really think it was coming from the killer. But this is actually one that they think if any of them came, this is one of the ones that actually came from the killer. It it came with a body part. It came with a body part, I guess. There you go. It was a big one. And at this point, the newspapers publishing all these letters so they could um, so they could try to get like an idea if anybody could pinpoint who the letter coming from. They thought it was from medical students. Some people thought it was from medical students that would have access to a kidney. 
Um, obviously, it was in the 1800s, and crime scene investigation wasn't what it is now. So they had no idea of no way of proving who the kidney belonged to. So even though he did have a a victim or he removed the kidney, they couldn't for sure say, oh, that's her kid. You know what I mean? So I have this one. So the city police report on the um on that from hell letter that will just read on the 27th October, James McWilliam of the city police presented the first police report on the gruesome artifact. So this is just straight out on the kidney from the police at the time. The kidney has been examined by Dr. Gordon Brown, who's of the opinion that it is human. Every effort is being made to trace the sender, but it is not desirable that publicity should be given to the doctor's opinion or the steps that are being taken in consequence. It might turn out, after all, to be the act of a medical student who would have no difficulty in obtaining the organ in question. So exactly what Patty was saying, right? Yeah. But you mansplained it, so it's okay. Well, nobody was understanding (laughs) when you say it, Patricia. Just a dumb woman. But yeah. It's a joke. I ain't saying shit. I ain't saying shit. (laughs) Can't get in trouble if you stay quiet. (laughs) Good man. (laughs) Listen, apparently, um, the only dissenting police voice on the matter was that of Major Henry Smith, the acting city commissioner who later recalled in his memoirs, I made over the kidney, and this is like a, a, a... Except from this guy, Henry Smith. He was the city commissioner at the time. And this was his opinion on the organs. I made over the kidney to the police surgeon, instructing him to consult with the most eminent men in the profession and to send me a report without delay. I gave the substance of it. The, the renal artery is about three inches long, Two inches remained in the corpse. One inch was attached to the kidney. The kidney left in the corpse was in an advanced state of bright disease. The kidney sent me was in exactly similar state. But what was of far more importance, Mr. Sutton, one of the senior surgeons at the London Hospital, whom Gordon Brown asked to meet him, and another surgeon in consultation, and who is one of the greatest authorities living on the kidney and its diseases, said he would pledge his reputation that the kidney submitted to them had been put in spirits within a few hours of its removal from the body, thus effectually disposing of all hoaxes in connection with it. Disposed of it? Hmm. They try to preserve the kidney, I guess. But what I found out in reading it, they said that they they lost it now. Now, hundred years later, they don't know where it is. They lost the letter. They lost the original photo of the letter. But somehow they have an, a photo of the photo. I don't know where they got it from. But every all every all evidence is missing. 
Oh, apparently Dr. Brown had dispute the whole thing that that particular Major Smith had ascertained. And he had write a letter, apparently, um, in 1888, saying basically that accepting this at once disproves the theory that the organ could have belonged to Eddowes by stating that the right kidney of the woman was perfectly healthy and presumably the left would be in a similar condition. I don't get it, but this is how deep people go in. They examine in the reports on each one of these um, victims' kidneys, dude. But apparently, the doctor didn't agree it was on point. The city commissioner believed it was, and it is being perpetuated by the media that this guy is continuously killing. It had like any other letters? They had a bunch of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everybody were... wanted to be the killer. Yeah, everybody sent a letter. Just like today, you know, everybody's claiming I did it yeah. just for the attention. You guys had like another one you wanted to run through? I not me. Yeah, I didn't. No, I, didn't. I didn't really read. I just read mm. the the from Howl one. Dude, it have like a letters archive. You like so right. It have so much letters that you think could it come from this guy, man? One of them could have done it, or maybe there was a multitude of them. <laughs> maybe more. Who knows? We don't know. Well, we got assumptions. Well, well, dude. Who do you think did it? Uh, you ready to move into the phases? We we wrapped up on the... Because the, now I see, and so now it have this particular time, it have this particular place that you see in, in England. It have these five murders, and what was the time frame the murders take place? It was going on over, like, what, a year? A couple six months. Mo- Three months. couple months, right? Three yeah. months. The Conical Five were just a few months. So before you guys get into that, let's talk a little bit about the actual investigation. Um, just yeah, I'll just say very briefly. They interviewed. No, her. go deep, deep. Oh, oh, go that. deep, Patricia. <laughs> they were. They investigated over two thousand people. They were interviewed. This wow. wasn't just witnesses. It included. Uh, it wasn't just suspects, sorry. It also included witnesses and people who thought maybe they had information. 300 individuals were investigated, and that included looking into their alibis. 80 were detained for questioning. Obviously, none of them were ever charged. And um, at the time, in Whitechapel, they would started sending additional police to... Uh, deter the attacker from doing this over so there was a heightened presence police presence in the area following the crime so obviously we talked about that in 1888 forensics were not super up to par so it was i can't really say like oh it was a failure on the police or whatever it's just it it just it was what it was um obviously the victims were not super I don't want to say important because they were important, but they weren't like cherished and considered members of society. So that played into to what a lot of people think the investigation and not the necessarily. Although, to, honestly, to me, it sounds like they did really try to thoroughly investigate this. Maybe there was more they could have done. I don't know. 
Um, but definitely the cultural aspect of it had was at play. I mean, it sounds like the media focus on it lead to them needing to investigate it as thoroughly as they could. It's not like they, they would be like, yeah, whatever, but because it was like so amplified on the media, that is when it became something to like, dude, we should solve this or else we look like a bunch of incompetent assholes. Yeah. And a big hindrance too was that they didn't really have a motive. Like they didn't know like what was the motive? Apparently, according, I read an FBI document where it said, and again, I think you have to take everything that it said with a grain of salt because I don't know how accurate that stuff was, but that they, the bodies weren't sexually assaulted before the murders. So that's what it said on the FBI document. But it does say on the FBI document that you need to take into account that back in the day there was limited ways that they could actually see things and tell things so you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt i know one mm. of the victims in that document had said that they took her ring but that's really the only other thing that they ever saw that was missing that was taken from them so obviously it wasn't to steal these were poor people so it's it's they really just didn't have a motive I'm telling you, dude, I'm trying to figure out, like, if it had, like, anything that was, like, as serial killer as this before this, and something that blew up in the media, something that catched the public persona, and we living in this phase of uh, uh, media right now where this is the, the shit, man. Like, for real, like, people into this shit, into serial killers, into these mysteries, and... Uh, I think this is this is where it started, right? It had something before this. I'm not sure. I, have to... I mean, I pr I'm pretty sure it had serial killers before this, yeah. but I'm talking about like one that was like blown up into like media frenzy shit. Okay, this according to Google, Jelles de Ras is considered the first recognized serial killer responsible for the deaths of hundreds of children in the 15th century. Brittany. Brittany? Your French war hero, Raz, was active before something, something, blah, blah, blah. He killed people. Kids. Okay. I don't know what this was, though. But I would think Jack the Ripper whoa, uh, would be like the more famous one because they, you know, were pursuing it. It caught the attention of the world at that <laughs> point. And the media was so hyped up. Everybody was like, the media spreads a lot slower back then I, I would assume but um serial killers today get they get uh a lot of attention because the media just spreads a lot faster i'm gonna ask i'm gonna ask ai i'm gonna ask ai who was the first serial killer the media focused on should that be the question or should it be something else yeah who was the first serial killer to gain maybe national attention would be the best way to Who's put it. Who's the first serial killer to gain international media attention? Media attention. Okay. Who's the first serial killer to gain international media attention? This is to our overlords, AI. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, H.H. Holmes was considered America's. Or serial killer, we covered him already. Mm -hmm. 
You want to hear AI answer? Yes. One of the earliest serial killers to gain international media attention was Jack the Ripper. Yeah, I figured as much. Yeah, man. That that's it. That's why we covered this shit, dude. This is the first dude. Yeah. Fancy that. Fancy that. Okay. Cool. Okay. So um who is this guy? Who is it? Is he you know? I think it's Uncle Khaled, I think you know. I I have an idea, but you know, it's uh I, I didn't go too deep into the idea, but I have an idea. Mm-hmm. You have a name for a person? I have a, a profile. You have a profile. You have a profile. Wait, wait, wait. I want to get a uh, party profile first. Profile. So when me and you give the names, we can see if it fit into her profile. Mm-hmm. Uh abandoned by his dad. Oh, that's mm. deep. Yeah. Yes, 100%. Lived with his mom, resented his mom for some issue. Maybe he thinks she drove the dad away. Mm. Um, I mean, this guy's angry at women's sexuality. So definitely there's mommy issues there. Mm-hmm. That's my profile. <laughs> okay. So he hate, no dad. he hate women or he hate women who love shagging? Like he love a nun, but he hate a prostitute. I don't think he likes any women, but I think he's particularly angry at women who are unmarried. And just because you're a prostitute doesn't mean you like shagging. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, That's my bad. That's but, my bad. <laughs> that was yeah. not the question. Definitely, he's very mad at his mom. Maybe his mom picked up another partner after dad abandoned. Maybe mm-hmm. his mom liked had a freak flag and she let it fly and he knew and definitely mad at mom though he's definitely okay. mad at his mom he didn't like him screams and cries in the other room no when he was like a kid mm. yes mm. okay okay so who, who do you, that's my who profile you, i like that profile that kind of like it goes along with you know i think the guys or girls we're going to mention i don't know if you have a guy or a girl Lisa. uh what who do you think it is? You have you, what's your guys' name start with? Okay, I'm gonna go through a group of people. Okay, people. right, and I'm gonna tell you my thoughts on each one of these people, okay. and then I'm gonna shift it over to Uncle Khalid, and he's gonna go through who's who he reveal if he agree who I think it is. All right, you so first off, it, so so let's let's go, let's go. Van Gogh, you guys know Van Gogh? Yeah. The air guy? Yeah. Okay. Air guy. Patricia. Guilty. Why? <laughs> you like his mama. She was a wrong in, in England time. He okay. had mental issues. He loved yeah, yeah he, he he loved chopping off ears. Study okay. it. Okay. I'm listening. And I'm then listening. He, he he cut off <laughs> he cut off the prostitute ear. Remember he had it in the letter. I'll I go and chip off the air and send it to you. Okay. And Van Gogh thinking, uh, thinking ten points ahead because he like, oh man, I gonna um, I gonna spell shit wrong to throw them off, you know. Hmm. Van so Gogh. he cut his ear off December twenty third, eighteen eighty eight, and it it was my cat just flipped out and it was delivered to a woman most likely a prostitute but maybe boom. not boom van gogh okay study it okay i mm-hmm. okay never heard okay. that but okay next van gogh 
is our all white chapel chilling doing art making masterpieces killing people okay and murdering anybody um, ever checked the dna of his paintings nobody yeah, no. nobody, nobody. Carl lewis okay. okay give it to me why alice in wonderland uh-huh. he write different things he was around about boom you know, to be honest, you you're Carl Lewis. Just because he was alive at the time? He's alive at the time. He was alive at the time in, in the area. That's all I had on Carl Lewis. But I had the same perception of Go, dude, when I was churning at you. I didn't know he cut his hair off the same year at the murders and sent it to a prostitute. Like, uh, like, I didn't know that either, dude. There's more. It was thought that Van Gogh would be an ideal suspect due to his age. He was 35. And it was later found that his handwriting matched that of Jack the Rippers. What the fuck? Out? Like, literally. Okay, so the Van Gogh and Carl Lewis was my bullshit theories with no evidence to, to back it up. I had no idea about that. No way. Uh, There's Lewis more. Was mentioned. There's uh, more. Actually documented as a possible suspect. Though the handwriting appeared a pretty big giveaway, one of the two biggest pieces of alleged evidence, this is on the jacktheripertour.com, is Van Gogh's painting Irises, which is said to hide the face of one of Jack the Ripper's victims, Mary Kelly. Said that the hidden face resembles the actual mutilated face of Mary Kelly and sits exactly how she was found on her deathbed. Get out. I love Van Gogh, dude. No, 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 you can say that, man. What painting is that? And Irises. Did they actually, Irises? Ooh, where this painting? Did up. they actually publish those pictures of the murder scene? Mm-hmm. Son of a bitch. Sorry. You're okay. Yeah. I can't spell Irises for some reason. <laughs> it looked like plants, Patty. Yeah, I I haven't it. seen it, but they say it's a face and that the nose is depicted just black. And that's, I guess, because he hacked it up. I mean, I've seen this painting before. I just don't know. Yeah. I've seen it before. Where's the I'm face? Seeing... Yeah, the Iris is Jack the Ripper. Maybe there's something that will point it out to us. It's like, Frank, where's Waldo in this painting? You know? Okay, just Google Jack the Ripper and you'll see the face. I mean, oh. I think it's a little bit of a stretch, but okay. Yeah, I think that might be a... Anyway, goddamn, that threw me off, dude. Well, look um, at that. Oh, kind of weird. Yeah. yeah, it was literally just on bullshit with Van Gogh. It was somebody who I'd see in one of the most unlikely um, suspects, Van Gogh and Carol Lewis. Apparently, it had like a lot more stress on Prince Albert. So apparently, uh, Prince Albert Victor, um, Jack the Ripper, the the prince apparently had married a prostitute during that time, right? And he had fallen in love with the prostitute, Maria, and all the victims that Jack the Ripper had was witnesses to the prince's wedding. And the queen and the royal top dogs was like dude you're not gonna marry a prostitute you get carried away with yourself we're gonna end this shit right now you your wife gonna die and all the witnesses gonna die hmm. 
um, the prince, the queen, had used her doctor, somebody by the name of William Gaw. And that doctor was the one who carried out all the killings. Now, that is where From Hell went. That is where um, a lot of theories went. And they went really solid that the queen's doctor was the one who was killing all these victims. And go ahead. Was that the movie with um, Johnny Depp? Yeah, that was the Johnny Depp movie, dude. Okay. And <laughs> the thing is, and Johnny Depp movie had like, um, had this element in it, but the doctor, William Goh, he would have been like around 75 at the time. Mm. And the scant witness testaments they had, it was the idea that the killer would probably be around 25 to 45, broad shoulders, probably a mustache. Like, they, they didn't get the impression of a 75-year-old dude. Mm. But, you know, who knows? Okay. Um, it had this go- dude called Druitt. He was a school teacher. He had mental illness. He was found dead. And this was the um, biggest thing that had led to Druitt. Druitt was found dead around the time that he made us stopped. Okay. And apparently um, Melvin McCotton, I think we had mentioned him before. He was one of the um, investigators on it. He had believed that Druitt was the, um, was the prime suspect on it. Um Walter Sikret, he was an artist. Sikret was an artist at that particular time. And if you guys Googled some of his um, paintings, it is heavy, dude. Like, I love it. Like, I, I could appreciate his art. And one of the reasons they had, like, um, suspect this guy is because he was so obsessed with... Um, the killings he was from england he was in the area and apparently in 2002 this lady called patricia cornwell had a dna test done and they had like a a dna match with secret right but apparently they had used a particular type of dna that was what they call medrochondial um dna and it could match with a thousand other different people. So it wasn't the best type of DNA evidence to use. Now, you know, I go in for Van Gogh and you know, I go in for Carl Lewis because he was there and he liked Alice in Wonderland and Van Gogh loved to chop ears off. So it had to be Van Gogh. I think it was Van Gogh. I just sent you something with more reasonings why it was Van Gogh. Okay. We gotta jump into that, dude. But... (laughs) Oh, dude, you got like a whole BuzzFeed thing going. Patty, you're yeah. going to jump into this article you find on Van Gogh. Okay. But before I do that, this is my pick. A uh, guy called Aaron Kosminski. Hernandez. No. Okay. <laughs> Aaron uh, Kosminski had love American football. No. Aaron Kosminski was a Polish barber. And okay. he was he was like a Jewish uh, individual who potentially the media didn't want to point too much hands on to raise this anti-Semitic idea that was going on at the time in the uh, East Chapel area that could lead to riots and X, Y, and Z. But he was a Polish barber and apparently his DNA also matched mm. and 
we'll we'll throw it down there, but they had like a science magazine report in 2019. And they was like, if they had a say on it in terms of like DNA matching, this would be the guy. How did so I DNA back then? Yeah, right. like, I, don't, dread. I don't know if it's the <laughs> same DNA test that I was reading about, but they were saying what I read was that the DNA test that they did could link could match up to like twelve thousand people. So yeah, that's why I'm thinking, right? One, I wouldn't take too much. Uh, yeah. that's why I'm thinking. By thinking like the Aaron Kaminsky one. So it had like two individuals who I see had like those DNA tests done. The Aaron Kaminsky one and then the William uh, Sickert one, the artist dude. Did you see his You guys need to Google those paintings. It's, yeah. it's, like I actually like that shit. Yeah, I, mean, I liked it too. It's cool. scary. I need to see his art. Okay. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Wait, wait, right. Patty, before before kill it, before you crack this case wide open, Patty, what was that um, thing you find with Van Gogh, dude? So this is an article from BuzzFeed, Five Reasons Why Vincent Van Gogh Was Jack the Ripper. The first one was the painting. The second one is Van Gogh's handwriting matches the Ripper's, and you could actually see the comparisons, and it's it's pretty spot on. The third one is Van Gogh killed for his mother's birthday. So his mother was born on September 10th, and that's when he committed his final murder. So leading up to September 10th, which was her birthday. Um, he lived in London, was a big one. Here's the one that kind of got me. Ear cut matches gap in Ripper letters. So September 24th to December 23, there's 157 letters received. Uh, the longest gap at that time is five days. Then from December 23rd to 1888, 18, December 23rd, 1888 to January 8th, 1889, there's a 16 day gap between receipt of his letters. So that just happens to coincide with when he cut his ear off December 23rd. And then he's admitted to the hospital the next morning and he remains in the hospital until his release on January 7th. Interesting. Because I see now, right? Like you've seen serial yeah. killers today, age, they're they're killing people, then they go to jail and they do art. Van Gogh did it backwards. He did art, yeah. Kill people, did more art. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm. Mm. Guess it could have been anybody. Could have been. Yeah. It's more than likely Van Gogh. I agree. Why do you stop though? Why do you stop? Because he chopped his ears off and he was like, oh well, after oh, these no. ears. I don't know. Maybe he didn't <laughs> stop. Maybe he didn't stop. There was a lot of there's a lot of murdered prostitutes back in the day this wasn't like an uncommon thing i think the reason that these are connected is because they were so close to each other i think they were like in terms of proximity it was like half of a mile distance between all of them like in a radius and yeah so maybe he didn't stop maybe there were more i don't know interesting i'm good dude damn well listen uh, our podcasts and our episodes will focus about like an hour plus on something and we coming on to the end of it and a lot of podcasts you listen to they're not going to have resolution to stuff but the <laughs> something perplexing podcast will in fact have resolution to this and it is with Mr. Khalid Alahar and he will break down what? who the killer is 
Damn, that's a lot of that's pressure, a lot. man. Who is Jacques Ripper? His name is Jack Ripper. He was French. <laughs> they just pronounced it wrong. That's pronounced it, it wrong. Okay, that's wrong. So, oh, okay. I was like, is that your hot take? Yeah, man. No, here, listen. So there's a guy back in the day. His name was Francis Tumblety. Have you heard of him? No, that was even in my top five list, dude. No. <laughs> Francis, Francis Tumblety, dude. Guy was a bit of a dick. He pretended to be a doctor in the Americas and in uh, in Canada and was wanted by authorities over here for like killing somebody with his fake medicine. He was a quack doctor, like Indian doctor selling all these fake medicines, whatever. So our boy Francis Tumblety was born in 1833. And he happened to be, uh, again, a bit of a dick. He would do stupid things like he would... As having throwing a party, and as little party topics, he would pass around in jars a woman's uterus, like he would have a woman's uteruses in jars, and just you know, and just being like, you know, hey, look what I have here, little party topic what? to talk about. Yeah, so this guy happened to be going over to Jolly Old England in 1888. He was there at least two months before the murder started, right? And after he left to come back to the Americas, he, uh, he, uh, he murder stopped. So the authorities in England actually went to America to look for him because they had thought he was the one that was committing the murders. And public opinion at the time, you know, they, they had no evidence, but they thought he may have been the one that did it. Uh, our boy Francis Tumblety. And, you know, I don't know. That, that, that's the basics of it. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot more, but the things that he did, the way he uh, um, he behaved, people thought he did. And in England, there was something called The Lodger. That if, There was a book written in 1911 called The Lodger. And The Lodger was basically somebody that was staying in one of the, the those hotels you talked about, right? It's uh, the housing lodges. So this lodger did not pay uh, he left without paying the bill at one of the hotels he was in. Uh, the one of the ones he stayed at before, they said the lady saw him with the bloody shirt and he looked like he was a he was an American doctor. And when he went to the second lodging house, he left his bag behind his doctor satchel, and inside of it was some jewelry, some medical like m- medical supplies like um, herbs and all that. So they're saying that he, our boy, uh, Mr. Tumblety, was the lodger that they talked about who skipped out on the bill, may have committed the murders. He showed up two months before, left right after the murder stopped, back to America. And somebody from Scotland Yard went over there looking for him, but he died of some disease in 1903. So Francis Tumblety is the man. My thought. Boom. You want to check out the Instagram. You want to just explore the Something Perplexing podcast back, back uh, catalog to just catch up with reality and with truth. Mr. Khalid mm. Alahar just told you guys who the um, real killer was for <laughs> Jack the Ripper. And all is right in the world. He was guys, too tall. Too tall. And it's not always going to be that way. I mean, I'm not, I, don't, I don't have the answers. 
I mean, they get it same. You know what we do? We take situations where the records are a mess. A mess. And then, yeah. <laughs> then just we make like um, apple pie out of that. A mess. A mess. I sh- apple I pie this time. Apple pie at this time is a guy called Templeton. Mm-hmm. Or potentially Van Gogh. I go with I think it was Van Gogh. He just artists all the time. I think Van Gogh. Like for real, Patty, you great Van Gogh? You great Van Gogh, dude? Shit. So the one that Khaled said, they don't think like people, the the ripperologists don't think it's him because he doesn't meet the description of what people saw. He was too tall. Uh and they say that somebody also the age thing was a problem, but mostly the height. Uh, and they say that because he was so tall, it would have been a little bit more obvious. And I guess the description. Sorry, Khalid. One thing I learned doing this podcast: you can't trust your own eyes, man. You can't, can't trust your eyes. I agree with you that. I agree with eyes. that. But that's the that's Listen, the the fly in the ointment. If case you will. in point, <laughs> I was being complained about at my job by this no out there. Oh <laughs> This guy showed up at my house and blah, blah, blah. And he, I don't like him coming to my blah, blah, whatever, you know. And can you describe him for me? It's like, yeah, he had, he had black hair. It's like, please. Boom. I'm bald. Uncle Clint ain't got no hair for everybody listening to this podcast. I, I understand that. It, it he was is me. like a, a stunning, good-looking Jean-Luc Picard in yeah. early episodes of Next Generation Star Trek. Engage, baby. <laughs> is that the is that the 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 that's the look I had when I first began getting the ball list. I'm like, give me the Captain Picard look, and they would shave it off. And, I love that. Look at look at. Look at. Yeah, I think that's that's really iconic. Yeah, but hey, that lady did not recognize my head. That's that's shame on her. Shame on her. Yep. What about Kaminsky? Why 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 you don't think it's Kaminsky? It had things against Kaminsky. No, I didn't see anything. I like the Druid guy. I don't know. I think it's Van Gogh. The handwriting is kind of freaky, dude. That's crazy that we discover as Van Gogh. I thought you thought Van Gogh is like a bullshit theory. Not to me. I think I think think Van Gogh piped up on it, maybe. And like, listen, I'm gonna start writing artistic letters and throwing it in because I'm crazy now. So you know, he he was a little cuckoo. Maybe we should do an episode on Van Gogh. Oh, that would be awesome, dude. Yeah. Hit us up at something perplexing podcast at gmail.com as well as the Instagram, maybe even Twitter, and just let us know what you want to see next because we already have an idea what we're going to do. Khalid closing towards on Jack the Ripper. No, man, but I will be listening with Van Gogh's ear to this podcast. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. And <laughs> Miss Patricia Abara. I think it was Van Gogh, dude. Van Gogh. With that said, we'll catch you next time. See ya. Take care of your mommy issues. Francis Dumbleton. Dumbleton. I don't wanna I don't wanna skip the um the the final message that we're trying to push out oh, for twenty twenty four party. Well Go I did ahead, say it at party. the beginning. Go touch grass. Oh you did, you did. Go touch grass. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>